Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast, on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Welcome in to Friday's edition of the OBR Newswire podcast. It's your host, Jake Burns. We are going to delve into, once again on our Friday film sessions, Lamar Jackson and how in the heck the Browns stopped this guy. Before we bring in our guests, though, I'm going to talk to you guys about betonline.ag. You need to be using it. It is an important time for betting. Those who gamble understand Sports are coming back. NASCAR, boxing, soccer matches are all coming back. You can bet on those at betonline.ag. You have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC uh, matches that run all day. You're going to get the NBA back soon, so you might as well get in there and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for that welcome bonus. They also have casino games, poker tournaments, prop bets, all that good stuff. Again, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code BLUEWIRE for that free welcome bonus. That's not difficult to get either. You can get that welcome bonus pretty quickly. You can use it. You can make some money. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. So we shift our attention off of BetOnline, who we appreciate here at BlueWire. We welcome in John Stephenson, our guest for Film Room Friday, as usual. He is going to be talking to us about his third leg of the Film Room study of Defending Lamar. If you have not listened to we've done two podcasts on this, and he has written and posted two pieces of this. Um, go back and read them, man. If this is something that interests you, talking X's and O's, talking about how to defend an elite NFL MVP at the position who presents unique challenges um, the way Lamar does, uh, John can help us with that. He's defensive coordinator at the high school level, does a great job breaking it down. John, I'm welcoming you in, man. How are you? Great, Jake. Thanks for having me again. Of course, of course. So let's uh, let's look at today's three three pillars, right? You're going to talk about first. You wrote in here if you guys are reading along, as this is, this article will post for you guys here Friday morning. Uh, the first one in, in bold here is the dime package, and that's just going to be more defensive backs, faster players on the field. Why does this benefit your defense stopping Lamar? So um, the uh, the San Diego Chargers, and their um, I think it was a um, wild card round. Their uh, 2019 went over um, over the uh, the Ravens. They they came out with this um, you know it was a dime package, but actually it has um, the Eric feature I should say seven uh, seven DBs a mix of cornerbacks and uh, safety. So they had their four regular defensive linemen. They got rid of all their linebackers. Their Will, their Mike, uh, their Sam. Um, I think uh, it sounds like uh, Gus Bradley um, took some lessons from, um, I guess the Ravens beat on him a couple weeks before. I don't have the score handy, but um, he, he took some lessons out of that. They decided that they wanted um, they just wanted fast guys running around chasing Lamar. Um, so they, uh, they played, I believe it was 58 of 59, 57, 58, whatever. One, they played one snap of linebackers essentially through an entire game. And uh, the reason was to... Uh, to chase them, and also they were uh, sound like they were particularly worried about the uh, you know play action and players being fooled. They felt like um, by by increasing the number of defensive backs on the field, these guys could um, you know cover space more effectively. You know once they take those two steps towards the line of scrimmage because they read run and now they got to turn around and try and cover. So 
Yeah, I like it. And I think the, the topic of using more defensive backs when you play the Ravens and sort of looking at how the Browns are shaping their defense, right? Interchangeable secondary pieces all yeah, over the yeah, board yeah. To, to include more defensive backs in the field. I mean, the best way to fight speed is with speed. you right? you got to be able to counter it. And I think you can defend uh, open open grass a bit more um, with, with, with defensive back safety, hybrids, slot corners. And uh, you, can, you can obviously still defend the pass effectively enough as well. Now, the Ravens present some power running challenges, and that's what makes them so freaking unique. But we're just talking about how you defend Lamar. I'm going to jump around a little bit here, John. I'm, I'm going to go down to... You talked about the 2019 game with the Chargers. That was young Lamar, early exposure in the NFL. It only started a few games at the end of the season. You jump to 2020. He dominates the NFL, 36 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 1,200 rushing yards. The stats are silly. If you haven't looked at the stats, go back and look at them because they're pretty silly. Um, but then they, they, they face the Char- or the uh, Titans in the divisional round, and it's gone, right? Like this, this they, mm-hmm. they found yeah. a way to quell him once – again in the playoffs and forced him to be uncomfortable he threw for a lot of yards he you know went for like 500 yards but they tightened up in the red zone yeah yeah yeah. they tightened up in the red zone found a way to make him make some mistakes and kept him out of the end zone and made him play from behind and that's important and and i think you talk here in your uh we skipped one section we'll come back to it but it's it's bolded the engage eight any of you video game players are familiar with this and logan ryan the texans or sorry the titans defensive back talked about this so delve into why you think this could be an effective strategy against uh against lamar yeah yeah i think it could be um you know so he uh you know his quote said something along the lines of they had um you know they they purposely played eight nine man boxes all night he said, you played mad and you run the engage eight it's hard to run the ball we pretty much did that and uh, we did pop a uh, we did pop a picture of the engage eight play call for Madden and in the article for everyone so uh yeah their uh, it sounded like their strategy was similar to what uh, san diego did and that their their goal was to force uh you know force lamar to the sideline so they, they just they don't want him running upfield immediately they want him uh you know they want him right, trying to run around players and um you know, by um, you know, by, by stuff in the box, by stuff in the interior, um, they it sounds like they just said, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us by running to the sideline because we're going to put every single player we can, you know, inside the box there with you. So, um, and again, again, it's about getting out in front. If you if you're going to really yeah. beat the Ravens, you have yeah, to yeah. be able to play from out in front, and you have to be able to use the clock, cut the clock down, and run the football against their defense. I mean. And, you know, we, we talked about that in the first article a bit, too, where um said, you know, that's in the, in the perfect world, that's your strategy. Go down, score, force them to punt, go down, score again. Now they've got to throw the ball. But that's just not a – hoping the offense is going to score isn't, isn't something you can, you can cut up on film and, you know, and teach and practice all week. It's not, it's not a strategy. It's like the hope isn't a strategy. You can't, you can't count on the offense putting up points. You've got to be able to beat him in a close game where, you know, their, their run pass options are, are open and, they, you know, they play to their – close game tendencies yeah you're picking your poison right you're saying like like the titans said we're just not going to let him run we're just going to force this guy to have to throw all the time and and there are games where lamar will just embarrass you still like he'll be able to find guys up the seams and he he throws well enough and that's what makes him such a challenge to defend and and what you really applaud the ravens for is building this offense that it's able to accentuate his strengths it's able to still accentuate other players strengths and it operates in a way that Lamar is comfortable running an offense. And it's like, 
you know, you have a guy who can throw, you have a guy who can run. Maybe he can't traditionally drop back from under center and, and seven-step drops and pick you apart, but you're not asking him to do that. You're asking him to be able to run the football downhill, but you're also combining a power run game element with Mark Ingram and that J.K. Dobbins guy they're bringing in where it's like, man, it's really challenging to defend. It's like Lamar is the perfect evolution of a quarterback that can do everything. It's like... He throws yeah, the ball infinitely better than Mike Vick. He runs the ball as well, if not better than Mike Vick. It's like, I don't know, man. It's it's really, you know, you talk about... And he what has a coach that's tailored what they do towards his strength. Exactly. And they, they, they do something that nobody else in the NFL does consistently. So, like, week to week... It's different, you know. When the Ravens come in, you got to really. It's almost like those teams. Maybe you you coach high school football where you you play a triple option team, and it used to be like when you played a spread team, that was when it was really weird. Now everybody spreads out, and it's like now we play oh, this yeah. triple option team or this midline veer team. Are the worst. And, and it's a completely different week of preparation, and that's like what made Georgia Tech really good during the Paul Johnson days, or what makes Navy really good right now is that it's like it's completely different and it takes such disciplined football remember Ohio State went to Maryland and played Navy a few years back right and it was the Ohio State struggled Mm -hmm. with those guys because yeah you know I can I can tell you from a guy that was on that football team he told me that they started practicing that uh that summer yeah because you have to you know specific Navy periods yeah because you just you don't see it yeah it's not like where you you play a spread team so you have your defense in you know and then you know okay you're off a couple weeks you see it again um it's just the same stuff over and over it's packaged different ways yeah there it's truly unique and you just don't practice you know or play teams like that enough to where it becomes something where you can just kind of like recall and that's what makes it so interesting in terms of like I remember when Urban had said we weren't going to play Navy unless we opened with them because we're we you can't just play week one against Kent State who spreads it out or whatever they do at the time which is probably what they did and then and then jump into becoming a disciplined triple option defense and you can't prepare for Navy during the summer when you open with somebody else it's just the optics don't look right right your team won't be focused you have to open with them and that's what makes the Ravens such a challenge and, and really what makes them the ultimate zig to the NFL zag is that they're saying we're going to do something that is unique yeah things that are a little bit more effective at lower levels but we have a guy at quarterback who is so good at this style of football at this decision making process at this uh, uh, system's ability to use his athleticism and being an average to above average thrower that it's like you can't just discredit Lamar throwing the football you can't do it and that's a no. problem because you're literally as a defense I would just love to be sitting in those those rooms when whether it was Greg Williams a couple years back in 2018 or whether last year listening to Steve Wilkes and now what Joe Woods Joe Woods thinks I don't I don't know man I don't know what it's like it's almost like when you're playing basketball and you're like hey we're gonna let this one guy beat us we're gonna let we're going to let LeBron have his 40, but we're going to shut everybody else down. Just how you go about it. Your last thing here is inverts, John. Talk about what inverts are and how those can be effective, and then we'll wrap this thing up. All right, so to, uh, to keep this simple, because this is another one that's a, it's a bit tough to, uh, to explain without, uh, without imagery, but just think about uh, think of it as an, an invert as a, as a slot defender or someone that's guarding the, um, essentially the alley you know, between the, the tackle and the next receiver out there. There, whether it's a flex tight end or a, you know a slot receiver, wide receiver, whatever it is. So um, the idea behind inverts is we want to we want to create them whenever possible on each side of the formation because um, essentially when and this is more like a, this is our fire extinguisher. This is in case of emergency, you know, break glass. Um, when, when Lamar does get outside, 
um, again, whether it's as part of the run game or whether it's scramble, you want players um, you know, playing zone out there to have their eyes in the backfield because these are the guys that are going to help you chase him to the sideline. These are the guys that are going to prevent him from you know, just planting his foot and turning straight upfield. Okay, I dig it, man. These are little intricate things that, that the defense can do. I think we covered nine, was it nine things that you covered, John, in total? Yeah, nine points. Yep, nine points. So if you're interested in this topic, uh, you want to impress a family member or whatever it might be, or you just want to learn some more about football, uh, defending unique player like Lamar, uh, then, then go check out John's stuff. You can find links to his other two articles uh, within the story uh, that you can click back on and, and – um, we have, like I said, two other podcasts that you can listen to this too, kind of hand in hand as you read the article and get more detailed information from John as he uh, as he goes through it and covers his points a little bit more in depth. But this has been good. We will revisit this whenever the NFL season starts and the Browns get to uh, get to Baltimore. We'll look at this either before the game. We'll talk about them, and then uh, we'll see afterwards if they implemented any of these strategies. We'll pay close attention to it. So, John, hey man, fantastic work on this stuff. It's been so detailed, so informative for the readers and listeners here. It's 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 been great, man. And B, thanks for joining me, buddy. Always. Thank you. Okay, we are going to wrap up for the week. Weird day yesterday. We didn't get anything posted. If you were on the eastern part of the state, you know that the storms came through and we were knocked out of power for a while here, and I just couldn't get anything done. And Eventually you have priorities that take place, so I apologize for not having the ability to get a pod up yesterday, but hopefully this one's so freaking good it makes up for it. We appreciate all of your uh, support here at the OBR. Great stuff up on the site. Make sure you're going there, checking it out, staying up to date with all the Browns news and all the insightful film breakdowns and detailed stuff that's up there as well. We'll be back next week. Hopefully get back to our usual guest schedule, get Stephen uh, Thomas on here and get Sobo on uh, next week as well and, and kind of find some regularity here as, as we, we gear towards uh, a little bit of a schedule. Hopefully you never know. 2020 has been so weird, you just never know. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for your support. Thanks for joining us. And until we talk next time, congrats. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.